0: Thanks for listening to WBAI New York 99.5 FM and streaming live dot WBAI.org. This is Driving Forces, where we take a deeper look at the issues and people shaping our community and our country. I'm Celeste Katz-Marston, joined as always by my effervescent co-host, Jeff Simmons. Jeff, what's up?
1: Hey Celeste, it's great to be with you today. You are the the sunshine of my day. Having had to walk the dogs in this miserable weather outside, I enjoy seeing your lovely face on FaceTime while we do the show.
0: Why, thank you. Thank you very much. I have always heard that I have a face for radio, and now everybody <laughs> out there in Radio Land has proof from Jeff Simmons. Glad to be back with you today. This new year is already very busy, tons going on in the news. Um, I can tell you, I've been watching a couple of stories, Jeff. First, there's been a lot of coverage of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the congresswoman from Georgia, getting assigned to the Homeland Security Committee in the House. And I just want to take a second, because I really think these few paragraphs from a Boston Globe story I happen to see on these committee assignments are worth noting. First elected to Congress in 2020, Green drew criticism for her espousal of extremist beliefs and using racist and anti-Semitic rhetoric. Not long into her term, she was removed from committee assignments for doing so and quickly became an agitator in the party. Her history includes indicating support for political violence and executing prominent Democratic politicians and federal agents. Green was an open supporter of the QAnon ideology and previously endorsed conspiracy theories which held that the September 11th, 2001 terrorist attacks were orchestrated by the government, that several mass shootings were staged, and that a Jewish cabal had sparked a deadly wildfire in California with a laser beam from space and all of that of course is in addition to green being an election denier also tracking the continuing saga of new york's new congressman george santos the latest latest shocking story on him is that he allegedly stole money from a gofundme set up to help the ailing dog of a disabled homeless navy veteran in new jersey jeff the whole thing is blowing my mind
1: and It's just incredible. I was at the gym early this morning, like six TVs in front of me. Everyone was on George Santos. It was just incredible. The other thing, before we get to our first guest, Celeste, the other thing that's really been on my mind is I'm just trying to track who are the presidential candidates in 2024. And there was a piece out just uh, a day or two ago by Ballotpedia News that indicated 531 people, not including Mike Pence, 531 people have so far filed with the Federal Election Commission to run for president in 2024, if you could believe it, Celeste.
0: Unbelievable. I'm glad, Jeff, that you brought up elections, and that's why you're my favorite Driving Forces co-host. I just want you to know that, uh, you know, against the backdrop of all these things going on in politics, we do like to take a step back here on Driving Forces and focus on something of major importance to New Yorkers and really dive in. So here's today's question. Is it time for New York to dump partisan political primaries? As you probably know, in New York, you currently cannot vote in a primary unless you're registered with a party. And lots of New Yorkers, over a million, in fact, are registered as blank or unaffiliated with any party. So these unaffiliated or independent voters make up this huge chunk of the electorate, but they're effectively sidelined until a general election. And very often in New York, political contests are decided at the primary stage of the game and the general election becomes almost a formality. And there has
1: been evidence, Celeste, across the country that people are getting fed up with the two-party system. According to a Pew Research Center report that was released last year, 27% of Americans had negative views of both the Republican and Democratic parties. That went up to 35% among adults under age 50. Now, Pew has also looked at the increasing number of jurisdictions that are running their elections differently than they had in the past. Now, New York, of course, had its first experience with ranked choice voting in 2021. Ranked choice, also called instant runoff voting, has people choose a variety of candidates in order of preference. And if one candidate gets a majority of all the votes, they win, the election is over. But if no one gets a majority, the candidate with the least votes falls out of the equation and their votes are distributed among the other candidates. And this goes on until someone wins the majority and the election.
0: So our first guest today argues that the primary, uh, partisan primary system has to go and he advocates for a system that includes elements of ranked choice voting but it goes even further sal albanese is the founder and chair of final five voting nyc he's a former city council member who represented the 43rd district for 15 years and he was also appointed by mayor eric adams to serve on the city's charter revision commission so sal albanese welcome to wbai
2: Thank you, Celeste. Thank you, Jeff. I think I should sign off. You guys made a compelling argument for my case.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well. since we have you here in our clutches, let's just keep you a little bit longer on the topic. There's a lot of questions that we have, and you've been nice enough to say sure. that you are going to take some listener calls in a little bit. We're going to open up the lines. But first, let's just start with the basics. What is Final Five voting, and why are you doing this?
2: The... Uh reason why New Yorkers for Competitive Elections uh, came together across party lines, a group of us a year and a half ago, and filed for a ballot initiative, is that uh, um, we have 1.2 million independent voters in the city who are basically locked out of the most important election, uh, the municipal election in New York City. And uh, um, the general election is generally non-competitive. So you have these closed primaries that dictate who wins these elections? And so, our objective is to have every New Yorker vote in a single ballot primary, uh, where part, folks can run with party labels without party labels. Everyone can vote, and then have the five, the top five, move on to the general election, where ranked choice voting kicks in, and whoever whoever wins will have won with the majority of New York. New York is supporting them instead of uh, a small slice of the population. For example, Bill de Blasio was elected in 2013 with 13 percent of registered voters. Uh, Eric Adams, 17 percent. Both of those general elections were non-competitive, and it's, it's 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 all about good governance. I mean, we want we want competition in our elections. We want folks that are elected by the majority of voters so they can govern. On behalf of uh, the majority of citizens in New York City, and we formed uh, when we formed this uh, final five uh, competitive election group, we we uh, we joined that with the Institute for Political Innovation, which is a national organization um, founded by Kathleen Gale, who basically uh, helped to fund the Alaska initiative. Alaska just adopted final uh, a final five. uh, Actually, Final kind of Four in that state. Nevada just passed it. And they. Yeah. I fell in love with the model. Um, there's a book called The Politics Industry that Catherine Gale and Michael Porter, who's a Harvard professor, wrote about the polarization that we have in America and these close primaries are causing serious problems because folks uh, folks will not work across party lines. And uh, I, I fell in love with the concept. I mm-hmm. we reached out to Catherine. We received the grant um that we uh that has helped me hire staff uh to uh to run our effort. And uh what we plan on doing, uh Celeste and Jeff is uh having this on the ballot with a petitioning route by uh, by November of this year so people can vote uh for it. And I'm a big fan sure. of ranked choice voting. I was on the Charter Revision Commission that passed it, but it didn't do much in terms of Uh, mitigating the problems with the closed primaries. So we want to transfer that to the general election.
1: So Sal, let me interject here, and it's great to speak with you. I think you were one of the first elected officials I met when I came to New York City quite some time ago, so I'm dating myself there. So, How do you think this is going to affect or will affect political participation in New York? Because it's historically not been that great. Well,
2: it's definitely going to attract attract more voters. The turnout will increase because you have this this huge uh base of, of unaffiliated voters that will be able to participate, that they can't participate. now. really. They really uh, they're they're uh, they're kind of locked out of the most important election. So it's going to increase turnout. Ryan choice voting actually increased turnout by a few by a few points. This will even do better. And we've seen that. In other states, by the way, we're not reinventing the wheel. Um, as I said, Alaska has um, has nonpartisan elections, and, and California has top two instead of top five. Uh, Arizona uh, has uh, a similar model. Um, Nevada just passed. San Diego is considering it. So we're p- it's part of a national movement. People, especially young people, they're turn- turned off to parties, uh, and they want to participate. When I was campaigning, Uh, For city council and and, uh, when I ran for mayor, people would ask me all the time, Mr. Albanese, I'm I'm an independent. Can I vote for you? No, you can't, because our system is a closed primary system. So, Jeff, to answer your question, it will increase participation and we will have competitive elections, which is what we desperately need in the city.
0: We're going to open up the phone lines now. 212-209-2877 is the number to call. 212-209-2877. Our question of the day is, should New York get rid of the current system of Partisan political primaries where only people registered with a party can vote. 212-209-2877. 212 2877 We're speaking with former city councilman Sal Albanese, who is uh, spearheading a movement to change the way we vote in New York. And councilman, uh, maybe just run down really quick because there are kind of two sections, a primary section and a general election section of how you see things working in New York. Just give us the, the thumbnail on how you you'd like this to go
2: right would be a single ballot primary where where uh candidates could can run with party labels without party labels and all new yorkers whether they're re- all registered voters can vote in that single ballot open primary and uh, the result of the top the top five winners the top five vote getters will we'll move on to the general election and then There'll be an instant runoff. Jeff described how ranked choice voting works in the opening comments. And basically that will, that will, uh, that will uh, conclude in somebody winning with over 50% of the vote uh, through ranked choice voting. So it will be uh, uh, a competitive general election with ranked choice voting uh, being, the, being the prime mover, which will guarantee that whoever wins will have the majority of the voters. Um, voting for that person. 212-209-2877. 212-209-2877
0: is the number to call. Do you think that New York should get past partisan political primaries? Or do you think that the current system is working? Let us know. 212-209-2877. And Councilman, of course, when you start any initiative, but something that would effectively blow up the way we have conducted elections in New York for many, many years, you're going to have some opposition. Who is working against you on this one?
2: Oh, I'm sure we're going to have opposition. Um, usually the people that are uh, that are opposed to this, generally speaking, the entities are uh, status quo folks, uh, lobbyists, consultants, uh, the politics industry, which likes the status quo, and machines, political machines um, that love uh, the fact that there's a low turnout and the outcome uh, can be easily predicted, and also um folks that um that will benefit from this this what i call the tyranny of closed primaries um so i expect we do have we're doing outreach to a lot of elected officials around the city i expect some of them will endorse it, but at the end of the day um it probably will be opposed by some of the um political machines in the city and that's the way Uh, It uh, worked in Alaska and Nevada. In Nevada, both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party opposed uh, the ballot initiative this past November, uh, and it passed. And we also, uh, Celeste, we've done uh, a poll of New York City voters, Mm -hmm. and they like the idea.
1: So let me just jump in here. I'm just curious, Al. how How much money has Final Five voting New York City raised to spread word about this campaign?
2: Well, we we just started fundraising. We we, we received a grant from the um, uh, from the institute, uh, seventy five thousand dollars, and I was able to hire a coordinator and a social media person. And we have um, we raised a lot of uh, small uh, donations. Probably raised about sixty sixty thousand dollars so uh, uh, no about one hundred thousand dollars so far if you if you include the, the grant, but. I can tell you this: that we have a lot of interest from large donors, and we're we're beginning to generate uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, potential dollars. We're going to need about we will need about ten million dollars to get this done. So um, it, it will take some large donors, and that's what happened in uh, in the other uh, jurisdictions that that adopted this. Initially, it was grassroots small donors, and then some. There is some really large donors sitting on the sidelines who believe the political system is broken, and this is one of the ways to minimize polarization, introduce competition into the process. We are talking to them, and uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. We did meet with the New York City Partnership, um, which is, as you know, the, um, the business. Uh, uh, organization in the city and they were they were very enthused about the possibility of this reform
0: We're talking to former city councilman Sal Albanese, the founder and chair of Final Five Voting New York City. And we're trying to uh, jump in here and ask, you know, how would things change for people if we did get rid of uh, the current system, the partisan primary system? We went to a system where anybody could vote in a primary, and then you had uh, ranked choice voting in the general election. And councilman, I wanted to ask, you know, some of the criticisms that I've uh, seen just in, in trying to read a little bit more about how this would work is that some people are concerned that even before ranked choice voting was put into effect, that maybe not enough was done to educate people on the difference. I saw it generally had a positive reaction, but there was some concern that maybe people might be confused by, overwhelmed by, uh, scared off by uh, a different kind of system. Have you worked in anything to uh, educate people on how this would work?
2: It's a, it's a very good it's a very good uh, point that you raised Celeste we are we are um, we are uh, going to do an extensive educational campaign uh, once we have the resource to do that but it, it, more importantly we need to do that um, we need to do that before um, before it uh, it's kicked in I mean I'll, uh, we we plan on uh, implementing this for so it can apply to the 2025 election and one of the things that I felt we didn't do well enough, not we, but uh, the city as a whole, when we adopted ranked choice voting, it was educate enough uh, folks, especially in the um, in the new immigrant communities. Um, it, it did cause some confusion. Uh, but overall, it, uh, the polling shows that most people understood ranked choice voting and did participate and figured it out. I mean, I, New Yorkers are pretty smart. This is not... Um, this is not rocket science. It'll be I mean, one of the arguments when we were adopting ranked choice voting was uh, that it was too confusing for voters. And that's not that doesn't happen to be true generally. And Alaska that actually ran a, uh, elections under this system, by the way, Sarah Palin lost because of because of this new system. Um, they they the polling showed that most people were happy with it. And there was minimal confusion. Uh, so, uh, and so, Sal, think we'll,
1: and, um, and speaking yeah. about the people's views, we want to get to some of those calls because I know our time is limited and I'm, I'm told that the boards are lighting up. So thank you, Reggie. Let's get to the first call. You're on the air with WBAI. You're on Driving Forces. What's your name and what is on your mind? What question do you have for Sal? Yeah.
3: My name is Don. I'm calling from Manhattan. You know, the idea of rank-trank reporting is a good idea. But the second thing that he said is, Raising money, you know, people who have deep pockets could get in, into the ball game if they can raise money from the New York real estate agencies and stuff like that. You know, um, tie ranked rank choice voting with um, a limit on the amount of money, everybody being tied to the uh, New York, um, you know, you can only run if you raise a certain amount of money. From campaign financing, you need mm-hmm. to tie campaign financing with rank choice voting. Are you just making a, um, a race between people who can raise money? And that's Thank your, you so
0: much, Don. Really appreciate your really appreciate your call. And Councilman, we have another call holding. But if you want to respond to that really quick, how do you think yeah. people are always concerned about pay to play in in New York politics? Um, what does this do to affect that?
2: He he. he, he this is not a panacea he's absolutely right we need we need uh we need public financing in the campaigns um and and uh i'm a big believer in democracy vouchers which is a is a topic for another time but uh we do have we do have campaign finance in new york city so folks we have a matching system which is okay i don't think it's uh, the gold standard but he's absolutely right uh this this will create more competition it will it will involve more people but we also need uh, a good campaign uh, finance system that allows folks to not to be indebted to, uh, to big money.
0: I'm going to go back to the phones. We have another caller on the line. WBAI, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from?
4: Oh, hi there. Marco from Manhattan. Uh, Sal makes some question? very good points, and uh, I would like to say that the current system is uh, – democracy side me as in homicide because as he rightly pointed out we have a mayor who had 17% of the vote now it's not a question of um, you know what what kind of system we use if we say that we we're gonna have second choices and third choices and then you find out that the system is incredibly complicated they have a dropout candidate, the bottom one, every round. Round of what? People voted once. To, my, to me and to the people who heard about ranked choice, it should have been first choice, second choice, third choice. Okay. Now, somebody has to win, and you add up the second choice, you should already have a winner, in my view. So all these rounds... You know, the system is complicated to the point where it cannot be understood. And in my experience, especially in electoral politics, when something is too complicated, it is gamed to screw the people, which is exactly what happened. And, you know, this mayor is posturing. I don't want to rant against the mayor. He's mm-hmm. posturing for certain things. You know, today he came out with something that is a very good idea and distracts the attention from the fact that the land is literally being pulled from the people's feet by his sponsors who bought and paid for his election. And I'm talking of the related companies, Ratner, and all his developer friends. You know, he packages himself as a small-time landlord, but he's doing the bidding of the big landowners and screwing the people. and. You know, okay, well, Marco, matter. and
0: and I'm just going to jump. Thank you for your call. I'm just going to jump in here because I just want to give the councilman a chance to respond real quickly. And in, in the few moments that we have left, Councilman Albanese, what is the reason uh, that it's final five? Why isn't it final three or two or something like this? What well, what because, what is the uh, why is that the sweet spot? Yeah, the,
2: the research. Uh, we have a couple of research papers. Showed that final five is the sweet spot. It also allows for um, other 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 parties to be part of the process. For example, in Alaska, the, a libertarian was the fourth candidate. So it, it really what it does is it brings more voices and more and more um, ideas into the mix. And uh, that's why that's why five is the sweet spot. And we have a lot of research which shows that that, that is the case.
0: Okay. I wish that we had more time. We could definitely do uh, an, an entire hour just with you. Lots more questions to talk about. And we'll keep uh, we'll keep tabs on this as you move forward. But for the moment, Sal Albanese, where can people find out more about you and your work with Final Five Voting NYC if they want to do their own research and uh, make a decision sure. about this?
2: Five. Our website is Final Five f-i-v-e dot n-y-c and there's a lot of material on that website a lot of uh, uh op-ed pieces and and, and uh, uh it also updates uh um folks on what we're doing uh so that final five dot n-y-c is the way to go and they can also join our email list and we'll keep them abreast of what's going on but i want to thank you and jeff for having me on
0: Really appreciate it. Former city councilman and head of Final Five Voting NYC, style Albanese, really appreciate you joining us here today on Driving Forces. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. We're listening. You're listening to WBAI New York 99.5 FM and streaming via WBAI.org. I'm Celeste Katz Marston here with Jeff Simmons. Very, very quick reminder as we take on this important topic of how our elections work or should work. If you care about politics and public policy in New York, if it means something to you to have a radio station that talks about how our city runs and how we run our city, please take a moment today. Go to WBAI.org and lend your support. This is non core non-commercial WBAI. Help us keep it that way. Support the Tower Fund. It costs us $17,000 a month to pay the rent on our broadcast tower at four times square. Big business does not power WBAI. It all depends on you. That's WBAI.org. And Celeste, I I agree with you. Every time you say or we say that
1: $17,000 a month figure, it's just astounding because you start to think of how much even what we pay in rent. Imagine if you had to pay $17,000 a month. That's why we need the support from our listeners. Today here on Driving Forces, if you just tuned in, we are talking about whether it is time to make partisan primaries and elections a thing of the past in New York. Just now we heard from Sal Albany's former New York City Council member whose group Final Five Voting NYC would like to open up primaries to people of all political affiliations and then use ranked choice voting in the general election. Well, our next guest may have a different take on how things should work. Jay Jacobs, who has joined us here before on the show, is the chairman of the New York State Democratic Committee. He served as the chairman of the committee from 2009 through 2012 and returned to the post just a few years ago in 2019, making him the first person to hold the job twice. And he'll be taking your calls in just a short while, so remember this number, but don't call yet that number again. Is 212-209-2877. Jay Jacobs welcome back to driving forces
3: well thank you for having me
1: let us start with the big picture what do you think of the final five voting NYC campaign
3: well you know I, I, my, my sense of uh, of all of this is that I we have to study it a lot more and um, you know I have got I've got a good feeling about ranked choice voting I mean I don't have a problem. Too much with that depending upon the jurisdiction and, and of course the education people don't understand how it's how it's utilized because it does save uh, us the problem of having runoffs or or having a, a candidate win just a, a a slim you know plurality but you know then then we have the other issue of course of open primaries and that's a whole different story
0: so, Jay Jacobson, thanks so much for joining us today. I know you are uh, on the move here. So really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I want to mix it up a little bit here with you. You know, people who want to limit partisanship in the election system generally say, you know, it could bring in not only new voters, but even new candidates, including those who aren't, quote unquote, anointed or handpicked by the party. What do you say to to those arguments? Is there an argument for keeping the partisan primary system the way it is?
3: Well first of all, with the primary system, there isn't all that much anointing anymore. Um, you know you do have preferences uh, by by party leaders from time to time. but look, you have the ability through the primary process of petitioning yourself you get onto the ballot uh, and um, and then you 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 uh, you go to it. So I, you know that that's just a fiction now but here's the the question uh, and the issue do we really want Republicans? voting in democratic primaries I mean is that is that you know something that we're comfortable with I, I personally am not I believe that parties are supposed to represent something now let, let's face it in the Democratic party we don't all agree on everything but I would say no matter where you are on the spectrum in the Democratic Party generally philosophically um, there there is a broad agreement of you know what we stand for what we believe in generally again differences. You know, we'll we'll be there as to how we accomplish it. But um, to have Republicans coming in and jumping into our party's primaries, well, then you know the primary, the, the party, really means nothing. We're just like the number seven bus that gets you from here to there, and when you're at your destination, you hop off. But I don't see parties like that.
0: You're listening to WBAI New York, 99.5 FM and streaming via WBAI.org. This is Driving Forces with Jeff Simmons and Celeste Katz-Marston. Our guest is Jay Jacobs, chairman of the New York State Democratic Committee. And we're talking about the idea of ending partisan primaries in New York. Give us a call, 212-209-2877, 212-209-2877. Do you like the system the way it is? Do you think that parties mean something under the system and should? Or would you like to see something different? Two one, two two oh nine two eight seven seven, and Jay, you know we're seeing a trend towards uh increased this really ramped up hostility between people who are affiliated or have an affinity towards the two major parties. Pew um, research shows that Democrats and Republicans increasingly not only disagree on the issues but they're also inclined to feel personally that members of the other party are stupid and immoral. So short of getting rid of political parties entirely, do you think there's something we can do to address that that degree of rancor?
3: Yeah, well, I, I think my, my strongest sense is that we have to bring civility back into our discussions, our public debates. You know, all too often what we do is that instead of discussing, uh, even passionately, the merits of someone's argument, uh, the immediate default now is to tear the person down who makes the argument. So it's this politics of personal destruction that has taken over. And that's not just you know on the Republican side, and they certainly do it uh, quite frequently, but it's uh, it's within our own party, too. It's just it's the default. Now, if you don't like what someone's saying, attack the messenger. And I think we've got to get off of that. I think we've got to have, um, again, they could be passionate, and then you can believe strongly in, in what you want. But we've got to have discussions to talk about consequences and and broader, you know, uh, a broader picture of, of uh, our society and things that are important to us. And we have to have it, you know, in an open minded fashion. Uh, you know, I don't dislike people that oppose me and I don't think anybody else should do the same. So, you know, we just have to, you know, I may dislike you know, their argument, I may dislike their position, but uh, the person, no, you know, that, that's, they have every right to have their opinion.
1: If you just tuned in, you're listening to Driving Forces on WBAI 99.5 FM, New York. I'm your host, Jeff Simmons, joined by my amazing co-host, Celeste Katz-Marston. And our guest right now is Jay Jacobs, chairman of the New York State Democratic Committee. We are talking about the idea of ending partisan primaries in our city. Give us a call, 212-209-2877. Once again, that's 212-209-2877. Jay This type of election has really gotten attention from people like Mark Cuban, Andrew Yang, and more. What impact do you think their support will have on this?
3: Well, it certainly brings attention to it. And again, like anything, it's worth having a discussion and a debate about it. I think there are are good elements uh, to everything, but, you know, there may be unintended consequences. So, uh, I you know, I think that it deserves a, a robust conversation but in my view again i if you believe that parties mean something that they stand for something that they represent something then what they do is they tell the voter in general terms you know the candidate they're voting for you know generally will believe in some of the same things that if they're in that party uh, that, that, that they believe in but if you um invite everybody to vote in any party's primary that they want to then what you've got is really a meaningless just ballot position. It's got a name to it, but no, no uh, basis uh, in
0: philosophy. We're going to go to the phones to talk about whether New York should keep or get rid of partisan primaries. Uh, first caller, WBAI, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from?
5: Hey, how you doing? My name is Africa. Um, like, this is WBAI. When I turn on WBAI, I'm supposed to hear like liberational information, information that's towards people, a democracy. We all know like America is not a democracy. Like the people, the voters know. the, well, the people, majority of people don't vote no more. So like we know America is not a democracy. The two parties are not different. They're both funded by oligarchs that control all the corporations and all the institutions that we suffer from. We know that as people that don't work for Democrats. Like, when we hear people like this come on here and speak, it's like we're crazy. And this is not what WBAR is supposed to be about. He works for the Democrats. He's here pushing the Democratic agenda. I mean like, And I'm listening to this. I'm driving on the highway, and I'm supposed to listen to WBAR, where we're figuring out how to solve our issues in our community. And we're listening to a guy that's with this, like a part of a party, That's nominating the the governor. She's a Democrat. She's nominating a Republican. And he's saying if you vote in this election, it's going to be like, there's no difference. There is no difference. There's studies that's already been done. It's like we talking in like we're delusional. Like
0: people out here are not crazy. We're not okay. stupid. Hey, look, I, I, and I, I really do appreciate your call. And yeah, look, we don't think people are crazy. The reason that we are doing this program, the reason that we've been doing this program for the last, what, four or five years, is because we get people on with different viewpoints and we welcome everybody's viewpoints. I think we have another call. WBAI, you are on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? Steve Brady from Brooklyn. And what's your question? Is
6: it true that Adams only got 17% of the total
0: vote? I think it was not. It was certainly not a huge mandate. We did not see, you know, again, it was a. a it was certainly... So, uh, I
6: mean, I thought I voted for ranked choice voting, assuming that the winner would get a majority of the vote. But he didn't get the majority of the total vote. Uh, this is
0: nonsense. And as so, what do you what do you think thought, what do you think should what do you think should happen? How would you like the system to work? Uh, straight ahead
6: voting. Elect a Democrat. Elect a Republican, and let them fight it out. Okay, uh, fair enough
0: fair enough. And thank you. Thank you for your call. Uh, in, in the few moments we have left here, uh, we're speaking to Jay Jacobs. He's the chairman of the New York State Democratic Committee. And Jay, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, going back to what you were saying a moment ago, saying that, you know, the party the party affiliation, the party label uh, tells you something general about what the candidate believes in, you know, on, on major, say, on like major policy issues. But yeah, I just want to go back to that sort of, it's a little bit of a cliche, but you know, the idea that there's no dem- Democratic or Republican way to take out the trash. And I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about um, whether we need partisan primaries for very local offices that are much more about uh, services and schools and, and uh, you know, community support rather than about some, you know, headline grabbing wedge issue like, uh, you know, abortion or, or something like that.
3: Well, I think you're right. There is no Democratic or Republican way to take out the trash or fix potholes. No question. You're right. But a government does more than that. And the main thing, of course, is they propose a budget and a budget determines what your priorities are, what's important, what you're going to focus on. And Democrats are going to focus on taking care of working people, uh, those in need, uh, um, those that, uh, you know, have been left out and left behind. And And Republicans, I think, have a different philosophy and are going to be more inclined to try to cut taxes, as an example, and, you know, promote uh, business income, et cetera, uh, and they have their objectives. So I think that, generally speaking, even in a municipality, um, through the budget process, at the very least, never mind other things that you do in government, it does make a difference, um, you know, which party is in power, and I think that voters should know, at least in, uh, in the general sense, what a candidate is probably going to be leaning toward and they do that by the basis of their party affiliation.
1: We're going to take one more call in this segment. Callers, we are going to have more time after a break uh, for you to call in as well. Uh, let's get to that final call this segment. Welcome to WBAI. You're on the air. What's your name and what's your quick question for us?
6: Uh, Steve Brady again. I got cut off before I could uh, uh, denounce your, your, your person there, uh, Jacobs, who made it impossible for third-party candidates to get on the ballot uh,
1: under the Cuomo regime. Uh, this- Steve, if you're... Okay, Steve, we're going to have to end the segment anyway within a few seconds. I want to give Jay a chance to uh, answer that question or that comment. Jay, do you have any com- reaction to what Steve just yeah, said? I,
3: I mean, look, we, we have third parties. Uh, we have, of course, the Working Family Party, uh, and you have the Conservative Party. There were other parties like the Independence Party, which under the threshold that I um, was involved with, changing threshold, meaning the number of votes that you need to get, on the gubernatorial line for your party in order to be a permanent party. Um, the Independence Party, uh, among others, went went away, and, and that's a good thing because I found them to be a sham party and transactional. But the point is the process was put in and is there that if there is a third party that has uh, sufficient support among the people, uh, then they're going to be able to get uh, petitions, and the petitions get them on the ballot, and if they get a certain number of votes, 2%, of the votes in the gubernatorial and presidential year, then they stay on as a permanent party. And 2% is a minimal number to have to to accomplish. And so I think it's reasonable. Otherwise, you've had the crazy parties all over the place, like, the remember, the Rent is Too Damn High party and all these other um, individual things that clutter up the ballot and and really don't do much for the democratic process. The other piece, of course, I'll I'll just finish up by saying is a lot of these third parties only endorse the major party candidates. So that creates even further confusion. I'm in favor of eliminating what we call fusion voting, which allows candidates to run on multiple lines. I believe they should pick your party and run on that one and and, uh, let the voters decide.
0: And Jay, we know you have to run, but uh, very, very quickly, last question. If you don't support uh, all the stuff that groups like final five voting, New York city are proposing, is there anything that you could think of offhand that you would do that you would like to see done to make, Elections better for voters, for candidates, for everybody in New York. Well, I don't. I don't really oppose
3: the rank choice voting. I will tell you that I think it, it worked reasonably well in, in the last uh, a primary you know that we had here in the city. So um, I'm not uncomfortable with that. I think that. I think that just the main thing is that I think that um, you know that the first questioner, you know, uh, uh, first caller, I should say, questioned the value of you know the parties, et cetera, and the rest. I think people have to really. Um, pay more attention to what, you know, is going on in government, what people are talking about, and get out there and become active and become uh, participate in the parties and in the party structure. Uh, I know, you know, I'm the Nassau County Democratic chair as well as the state chair. And in, in my county job, we're always looking to bring more people in and get more people engaged and involved. And that's really what's going to make, you know, for the best democracy and the best, uh, and the best uh, 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 policy all around for everyone. So you know, I, th- I think people just have to pay more attention to it. I know there are other things in their lives that are very important, but I think it's unfortunate that you have such a low turnout of voters, and uh, that's the choice of voters. You know, they choose to vote or not vote, and I urge them to vote and understand the issues before they do.
0: Jay Jacobs, where can people find out more about you and your work with the New York State Democratic Committee?
3: Well, you know, it's uh, you can find our website. It's uh, nydems dot org, and. Uh, go on the website and uh, you'll get information there and ways to contact us as well. And we we welcome that.
0: Wonderful. Jay Jacobs. Thank you so much for joining us today here on driving forces on WBAI.
3: And thanks for having me. Take care now.
0: This is WBAI, New York 99.5 FM and WBAI.org. You're listening to driving forces with Jeff Simmons and Celeste Katz Marston. Today we're talking about whether New York state, New York City is due for a big change. Should we get rid of partisan primaries? Remember, again, as we mentioned earlier, there are lots of New Yorkers who cannot vote in a primary at all under the current system because they're not registered with a party. But the fact remains, New York's current voter registration is overwhelmingly Democratic. So not surprising that some people are very happy with the way things are. But we are curious to know, do you think it is time for a change? We are going to continue taking more of your calls in just a moment. 212-209. 2877 is the number to call 212-209-2877 We'll be right back after this quick break This is WBAI New York Streaming via WBAI.org. This is Driving Forces, and we are talking today about whether New York should get rid of partisan political primaries. Is it time to change it up? Is the system broken? What do you think? We're going to get to your calls in just a moment. But first, here is a very, very quick reminder about why it's so important for everyone listening to support the WBAI Tower Fund. And keep independent radio alive in New York. Let's. No matter what this new year brings, we want you to know that you can count on WBAI to be your go to for independent, non commercial, free speech programming. Join the WBAI family and keep community radio alive by supporting the Tower Fund. Just go to wbai.org. That's wbai.org. Here at WBAI, we want to keep bringing you the best shows on politics, news, arts, music, and culture. To do that, we need your help. It costs us $17,000 a month to pay the rent on our broadcast tower at Four Times Square. Every dollar you give to the WBAI Tower Fund helps keep your favorite radio station on the air. Go to WBAI.org to help today. Please don't wait to give as generously as you can. You know these times are too important. It only takes a minute to help. Just go to WBAI.org and click. Unlike living in New York, it is that easy. WBAI has spoken up for New Yorkers for more than 60 years. Now, it's time to speak up for WBAI. Go to WBAI.org to support radio you can trust. Give to WBAI. Be heard.
1: And welcome back to Driving Forces on WBAI 99.5 FM. Let us get right to the calls. We've got a few callers on the line. So Reggie will patch through the first one. Welcome to WBAI. You're on the air. What's your name? And what do you have to say about nonpartisan elections?
7: This is Alan Brooklyn. I just want to respond real quick to Jay Jacobs. I mean, he's saying that being a part of the Democratic party means you come with a set of ideals and I want to remind everyone, I think it was before the most recent midterms, the Democratic Party in Michigan was funding the extreme right. They were paying for commercials for the the strong right Republican candidates cuz I'm sorry, they were they were they were paying Yes, they were. They were paying. They were trying to promote the strong right candidate so they could beat the more moderate Republicans. This this made headlines, and a lot of people were pretty shocked about it. They and it came out they were doing this. They were paying for their commercials so that the the um, so so that they could have an easier win in the general election when some extreme wing, that right right wing candidate um, got up there. So that kind of that kind of runs against what what Jay Jacobs was just saying. That, you know, if you're a Democrat, you really stand for this universal set of, of democratic principles. Um, so I, I just want to point that out because he did say specifically, he, he, he said, you know, the, the the ballots are getting clogged up by parties like the rent is too damn high party. And now rent in New York City is actually an issue that that, 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 that many voting people or people who wish the political system worked it w- would be taken care of, but it's not. And so that's that's a little bit of a, a contradiction from Jay Jacobs. He's slamming something called the rent is too damn high party. And yet uh-huh. Democrats, you know, across the country were, were paying uh, for Republican ad ad time, air time, so that they could get an easier general election. And I just want to point that out. And I think he, he, I wish I could have gone on earlier so I could have asked him about that. But, you know, that's one of the reasons that a lot of us don't show up to polls and, and vote anymore and, and, and are tired of the two party system.
0: Okay. Well, thank you very much for making that point. I wish we could have gotten you on with him too. You know, we, we can only take so many calls in the very limited time we have, but really glad you're calling in 212-209-2877. 212 2877 If everybody can keep it brief, we can get to more calls. We're going to go right to our next caller, WBAI. You're on the air. What's your name and where you're calling from?
8: Hey, Roger from the Milford, uh, Jeff and Celeste. Thank you as always for taking, uh, listener calls. I think your previous guess was correct about people's disgust with the two-party system. And your first caller, I think it was Mr. Africa, was absolutely accurate, that both parties have sold out the middle class. Perfect example, what did the Democrats used to stand for? Peace, support for the working people, free speech. What do we have now? Billions for war in Ukraine, censorship going on. It's an oligarchy, as the old saying goes, you take Caesar's soul, you do Caesar's bidding. They're both taking money to sell the middle class and the working people out.
0: Do you think that that getting rid of partisan primaries is going to help, or are we just too far gone for anything to help at this point?
8: I, I really think you're nibbling around the edges with uh, the primary system. Uh, it takes so much money to get name recognition, to get yourself out there uh, as a third party. Uh How much money do you need uh, in New York to get media?
1: Roger, just jumping in here very quickly, I'm a former Bergen County guy. It's where I grew up. Let me ask you a quick question. What's the scene in New Jersey? Are there similar moves? Are there similar efforts?
8: I haven't heard any. Uh, The only thing I I hear about is um, some people are skeptical of the entire process in terms of integrity uh, I think emphasis should be put on that so that if we have these election deniers or whatever you call these people, put up or shut up. Here's the evidence. You know, this is it was a, it was a fair election. We have immediate results, not like some of this nonsense going on in uh, some of the Western states where you're waiting weeks to get a result. This breeds distrust in a system that's already crumbling. Thanks again, guys. And one okay, thing, thanks. Everybody support WBAI.
0: Thank you very much. Hey, you know, if if we had a million more just like you, we wouldn't have to run all those cards about the Tower Fund. Really appreciate the calls. And while we are on the subject, by the way, you should give to the Tower Fund. You should give to the Tower Fund. It really is true. We do have to pay $17,000 a month just for the rent on the broadcast tower at four times square. That is just to keep our signal on the FM airwaves. Just go to WBAI.org to give. It is easy. It takes a second. You just have to do a couple of clicks. You can give in any amount you want. If you want, you can also become a recurring supporter of WBAI. We have a BAI buddy program where you can give in the name of your favorite show, which is clearly, clearly driving forces. If this was ranked choice voting in second place, I would put City Watch with Jeff Simmons coming up in a new time actually on sunday but give to wbai we appreciate every bit of help you help us support independent free speech non-commercial radio in new york and we are coming into the stretch here of today's program great callers lots of different opinions different guests really love to hear it but jeff what do you have uh in the the works for next week because i think this is going to be a good one too a really good one
1: well, the first thing I want to do is apologize to our listeners. I've been silent a lot because between the airplanes overhead, the rain, my radiator, and my snoring dog, I've had to mute a lot during this show. So I sorry, want to hear all,
0: this is real life, Jeff, real, real radio, real life.
1: <laughs> Coming up next week, we really have a, a great show. And, the two guests are going to take calls for much of that hour. I don't know if you've seen a lot in the press, but recently there's been a lot of press about a new book that's coming out called Rikers and Oral History. It's one, it was listed in one, I think it was even the Times as one of the most anticipated books of this year. Published by Random House, this book will provide a gripping oral history of Rikers, the largest detention center in our country and likely its most dysfunctional. We're going to be joined by journalists Graham Raymond of the New York Daily News and Ravane Blau of the online investigative news outlet, The City, for the full hour. We're also going to have some excerpts. Uh, I asked Graham to give us some audio from the interviews uh, it's unbelievable, this book. I mean, it's incredibly disturbing. They're going to take your calls about the state of Rikers, the future of Rikers, the problems of Rikers, and we're going to want to hear from you. And by the way, this coming Sunday, Celeste is right. City Watch, which has been on BAI for a number of years, we're moving a little earlier. We're going to start at 8 a.m. now on Sunday so we can better start your day off with the news. And I'm going to be joined by the New York City Council Majority Leader, Keith Powers. We're talking about a controversial bill called fair chance for housing that would prohibit housing discrimination on the basis of an arrest or conviction record in the city. And then I'll be followed, that'll be followed. On a lighter note, by author Rebecca Bratspies, her new book is called Naming Gotham, the villains, rogues, and heroes behind New York's place names. And it all started, this book, Celeste, started with her interest in finding out about the story behind the Major Deegan Expressway. And Celeste, I'm sure you've wondered who Major Deegan was when you were speeding, I'm sorry, when you were driving along the Major
0: Deegan. (laughs) You know what? I'm just going to have to tune in on Sunday to find out the story behind uh, the Major Deegan and Major Deegan. And I really am looking forward to that Rikers program. We're going to hear incredible audio. Is able to, uh, to listen to some of it. Really, really intense stuff. Don't miss it next Thursday, 5 p.m. One last reminder. Your contribution to this station is tax deductible. Do something good for independent media. Do something good for your taxes. Please go to WBAI.org today to support this station. That's WBAI.org. Thanks to our special guests today, Sal Albanese of Final Five Voting NYC and Jay Jacobs of the New York State Democratic Committee. Thanks as always to you, our listeners, and to our callers and to our engineer, Reggie Johnson. If you missed any part of the show, you can hear it by subscribing to Driving Forces via Apple, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This has been Driving Forces with Celeste Katz-Marston and Jeff Simmons. Thanks for listening. Now stay tuned to WBAI for more great programming. See you on the radio.